0: Welcome to Staying Healthy Naturally, a show that focuses on healthy ways to achieve optimal wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Gary Krakoff. I have a degree in naturopathic medicine and I'm a registered pharmacist at Johnson Compounding and Wellness on Main Street in Waltham. Today I have Lincoln Fishman joining me and we're going to put together a couple of podcasts that talk about what they're doing at their organic horse-powered family farm in Worthington, Mass. It's run by Lincoln Fishman and Hilary Costa, his wife they've been growing vegetables and raising animals to feed themselves and their community since 2010 they have a carbon neutral or almost carbon neutral farm and they've started growing a very pure and very effective CBD product so I'd like to welcome Lincoln and to tell us about their farm and how he got involved in the CBD business Well, hello, Lincoln. I am so glad you could join us today. Hi, Gary. Um, Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. And you must be getting excited because the weather's starting to warm up. Even though it's only February, it's Mm -hmm. starting to look like maybe spring is coming, and that must be your busy season. Yeah, this is my my
1: relaxed time of year, and then um, I just sort of count days during the mud season until uh, things dry out enough that I can actually get to work. So yeah, this is a period of the year when there's a lot of anticipation.
0: Okay. So let's get into it first. The, na- the name of your farm is Sawyer Farm. And what uh, when I first met you, the first thing you did was you brought us in a whole bunch of carrots. Mm-hmm. And they were beautifully colored. The colors were just jumping off of them. And I'm thinking, what is this guy walking in with <laughs> carrots for? Right. And they were unbelievable. So I think that has to do with, one, what what your farm is all about and what you're doing with your farm Mm -hmm. and after we talked a little first I was wondering is this all genetically engineered because carrots cannot (laughs) taste that good and please just tell everyone what is it you do there and what do you grow and why does it look and taste so different than what I'm used to eating
1: um well thanks for the compliment um there are A lot of practices, I could go on and on about this, but I guess what they mostly boil down to is soil health. So we've been working to improve the soils on our farm for about 10 years through a lot of different practices, but especially through cover cropping, I'd say, and the addition of homemade compost, which um, comes from, we have a lot of different elements that we use to make that compost. But um, there's a huge difference. Between, um, between soils and a soil like ours, we've been working to make it a vital living soil that's just chock full of a huge diversity of organisms, microbes and fungi that are feeding the plant everything that it needs. Um, and you can, you can taste the health. And I think our carrots actually um,
0: shouldn't taste extraordinary they sh- they taste like a carrot should, should taste and we're just not used to that so it sounds to me like you're going back to the future you're going uh-huh. back to i remember my great-grandmother had an organic garden because uh-huh. that's what she remembered from the old country so she would bring in the well-rotted cow manure and she would be out there right. turning the soil over and turning doing a cover crop at the i never knew what a cover crop was at the end of the year and she also she didn't have that big a garden but she also only planted half of it Uh and would let some of it some of the area rest right right. and that's probably nature's way of getting all the nutrients back in that the plants pull out absolutely yeah we have to be very careful
1: you know when we remove when we harvest any crop that we're going to sell from the field nutrients are leaving our farm and it's our job to use photosynthesis To put those nutrients
0: back into the soil. So, just for some of our listeners, wouldn't it be a lot easier just to go to, um, get a bag of fertilizer that has phosphorus and some magnesium and all that, and just throw that, and then you could just replenish it instantly. And I know the answer to this, but But yeah, I can try to break that down. Why doesn't using One of the name brand fertilizers, even for the people at home, for their plants and their shrubs. Why doesn't that work as well as growing plants and then turning back in what you should? Right.
1: So science has gotten really good at producing um, food that is basically grown on plants that are on life support. So you you have a soil that's essentially dirt with no life in it. That's the difference between dirt and soil. Soil is alive. Dirt is dead. You have dead dirt. The plant puts its roots down. There's nothing there for it to eat except what you feed it. And it's also going to be very vulnerable to pests and diseases. So you then come through with other chemicals to make sure that this plant that's essentially unhealthy can manage to survive long enough so that you can harvest um, a, a cash crop off of it. Um, it might look good. Sometimes it's even going to taste okay, um, but that's not a healthy plant. A healthy plant is going to put its roots down into the soil, and there's, there are, thousands, there are millions of symbiotic relationships between that plant and the microbes and the fungus that live in the soil. And what the plant does is it takes the sugar that it makes through carbon dioxide. It uses about half that sugar to build its own body. Yeah. It uses the other half of the sugar to actually trade with the microbes and fungi so in the soil. So feeding
0: the organisms so they're feeding
1: healthier. the or- organisms and in exchange they mine minerals and other nutrients that they literally like are trading back and forth with the plant
0: through its roots. So it sounds something like our digestive system, our gut, our microbiome. Absolutely. That and in a similar way, we can keep
1: someone alive who has, um, you know, who's, who has no gut flora. We can keep them alive in the hospital. That's obviously not the ideal.
0: So we could almost say the, using the synthetic fertilizers like the standard American diet to keeps totally. you alive, but totally. it's not a healthy way and in the future there's gonna be a payback.
1: Absolutely, and part of what it entails is using a lot of chemicals, you know, in humans it would be uh, pharmaceuticals, and and, and, in plants it would be uh, chemicals, to overcome the kind of disadvantage that we've put them at by growing them in a dead
0: soil, or in humans' cases, you know, feeding them cheeseburgers. Okay, so then you're doing a real good job on getting the soil the way it should be. You're probably choosing the seeds of the crop to make sure it's not genetically engineered and all that. But then when you go over the, the growing plants and you drive your tractor over that to do what you have to do, doesn't the diesel exhaust and the drips from the tractor, doesn't that contaminate the soil? So you're really spending all this time, but you're putting petrochemicals back into the soil. Right. Well, you led me. Thank you for leading me there. Because we don't use
1: tractors. <laughs> so, so how
0: do you get anything done? So
1: we've been using a team of uh, draft horses since we started. I think in our first season we were all by hand. And then uh, we got one horse and the next year we got a team. And, um, and we used the draft horses to do all of the field work. Um, there's a lot of reasons that I like the horses. But I have to tell you, we started just um, out of ignorance. Because we happened to intern at, uh, we interned at four farms. Two of them were horse-powered farms. Absolutely, I mean the chance of this happening is, is tiny. It just it just happened to be our path. It was the first farm we found, them, and the second farm we found. Them. And really, we were so ignorant that when we started, when we started, we thought some people use horses to do farming, and some people use tractors. And of course, we'd rather use horses. It's better for the environment. We like animals more than we like uh, machinery. Um, And it was a cheaper way to get going too because the equipment's a lot cheaper. Um, So we wandered into this, we really wandered into this. And we we ended up sticking with it just because we love working with the horses. And the other thing that it's allowed us to do is have, we've gotten pretty close to what we call a closed loop system, which means we're really not reliant on inputs from the outside. So we don't use chemicals, so we weren't going to buy those anyway. But um, we don't need to buy in much fertility because the horses are harvesting their own hay during the season. They, um, we have, in addition to the five acres of vegetables, there's about um, 20 acres of pasture and hayland. And the horses will make hay there. We bring it into the barn. They bring it into the barn. Um, and then they get fed in the barn all winter as, as well as some cows. And, and there's a lot of chickens that are all contributing their manure. And we put a lot of bedding in there. And that all turns into compost. It goes back to grow the vegetables. And so the horses are really key to this closed loop system. And the energy that powers the horses is the sunlight that hits the hay
0: fields during the growing season. So the circle of life. The circle over of life. Over and over. So you're growing vegetables, and we'll talk about that in another mm-hmm. um, podcast. But what, what I f- when you came in, in addition to your delicious carrots and all mm-hmm. that, you started talking to us about you started growing CBD. Yeah. And knowing you the way I know you, we all need to make a living. Uh-huh. And we're not, some of us are driven by money and some of us need money to survive. Right. And it sounded like you started growing CBD not because, mm-hmm. oh, this is going to be the newest and the best cash crop and I'm going to retire in three years on CBD. You you started explaining to me what you're doing and it really made sense you're growing cbd because between choosing the right plant strain i don't know if that's the right term for it that works and the soil you're growing or when it's harvested the cbd extract that comes out of that is much different than almost everything on the market can you talk a little about that
1: yeah um well first I'll, 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 um, I'll say a little bit about how we got into it because I, I do think that's a, a key thing. Um, there's a couple things. but the, the first time I heard about it was my cousin who was a partner on this project this year. Uh, his girlfriend has fibromyalgia. She was the first person who told me about CBD. Before. I had not heard of it. This was not that long ago. This was two or three years ago. She said it was really helping her, and we were just going to grow a couple plants for her Somebody else told me that they use it because um, it was really reducing. It was a friend of ours who was really reducing his anxiety. I was like, oh, we should grow a few plants. This would be fun to, you know, a lot of the things that we grow are just for ourselves or for friends and family. Right. We grow a little bit of this or that. Um, and at some point it was like, this seems like um, the medicine that this plant makes is, is real. And uh, actually a lot of people I know are taking it. And there might, be, um, there might be room for this in what we do and what we sell. And so we got the license, and we put in just a half acre this year, which is small, um, uh, you know, one of the very small, small, smallest grows in Massachusetts, probably. Um, I also had cancer 12 years ago. I don't think I mentioned No. That I had Hodgkin's lymphoma um, 12 years ago, I think. And um, I used medical marijuana back then to deal with nausea and wasn't medical marijuana, though.
0: Right. <laughs> it was just, wasn't it was quite weed, available. Then. Right.
1: <laughs> um, and it really helped with my nausea, but it got me high. And so I didn't use it that often, because the last thing I wanted when I was going through chemo was to, I wanted to feel less, not feel anything more. So I right. would occasionally use it because it was helpful, <laughs> but I, it was really of limited use to me just because I didn't want any of these other feelings. Um, Once I put together, oh, CBD is marijuana, it just doesn't have that much THC. THC." This is the same thing. I was like, oh, medical marijuana. I've always been a believer in medical marijuana. This is medical marijuana without the THC. Then it was like, well, of course I want to grow it because we've helped so many people. It helps so many people. And it's been, for some reason, a prohibited plant for 75 years. And we're now going to allow this medicine to be broadly available to people. We want to be part of that. Okay. the, the next step there, and you're asking sort of what's different about it or how does this relate to the carrots or everything else that we do, it's all about the soil. So, okay. you know, people are still thinking about um, CBD in, the, in a pharmaceutical sense. It's um, like a
0: molecule, right? Let's grow it, extract it, pull out the CBD, and bottle it. Right. And, and really That's
1: wrong. yeah, figure out how much of this molecule exactly is going to be... If,
0: and everything else is junk, we don't need that, we just need right. CBD. So now I
1: think people are a little more um, uh, educated about whole plant extract, which is gonna have CBD and it's gonna have a tiny bit of THC, almost you know, very small levels. It's also, those
0: are just two of 113 known cannabinoids. And there's, an- and there's antioxidants in there. There's and ants. mother nature isn't stupid. She put all those other things in there, and a lot of times we find on the pharmaceutical side, when we extract the active ingredient, that's when you have all the side effects. So a lot Mm. of those other things that were in there that pharmaceutically we say are inactive and garbage, that's what nature put in there to balance out the negative effect of the active. The more active. Right, and, so. I,
1: and I, people say about CBD that it will temper the effects of THC. Yep. Um, so that's an interesting, just yeah. in itself, that it, but yeah, absolutely, this is, and I think CBD hemp at the moment probably resembles historical, meaning over the last 8,000 years, um, marijuana, more than what we think of as marijuana.
0: Well, especially now they're growing what's available, they're growing the plants and engineering them. You know, the marijuana that you can buy recreational, mar- legal recreational marijuana now, isn't the marijuana from the 60s. Absolutely. It is super, super potent. So we basically that did what the pharmaceutical companies did. You found the active ingredient, and you get your source so you can really concentrate it. And that isn't what nature intended. That,
1: yeah, absolutely. And so you look at like in Nepal, where they've been growing this for thousands of years, the THC levels were very low really this wasn't meant to get you messed up this was meant mm-hmm. to be a medicinal plant yeah so I, I think the, the varieties that are out there now are, are closer this is a total side note yeah but a friend of mine who's doing a documentary about um, addiction was talking about um, prohibition alcohol prohibition in this country and how much alcoholism resulted and so when you when you close something off from people, their instinct is to, to actually marijuana. go crazy when they have it. And it's interesting to think with marijuana. You know, during the time that it's been illegal, what have we done to it? We've made it incredibly powerful, so that you, you know now you smoke it and you're on the floor staring at the ceiling wondering and what right now happened. And we made it legal. As soon as we make it legal, what do we want? We want marijuana that doesn't get you that high anymore. Now everybody wants you know high CBD varieties, one to one THC. Right now, we've created an environment where if its use is open and accepted, people can make reasonable decisions based on what their body actually wants instead of these kind of,
0: you know, decisions. Yeah. We'll change that around. Yeah. Yeah. So so the plants that you're growing because of the plant, but especially the soil, is just like the carrots. It's being able to grow naturally so it produces what Nature intended to be in the extract or in the plant that you're going to extract it from.
1: Right, and I I think this is just an important point. And I I wish that um, you know there are some test results I can show you where the number our numbers are different than you know maybe a mainstream CBD company's numbers. Um, But at this point, it is it's you know I I have to say just full disclosure. You know it is largely on faith. um, From my perspective, Uh, you know a healthy plant is going to be healthier. Right for you. I just think all of our other experiences borne that out, and I I, I and want to encourage. And why would hemp be different? Be different, exactly. Yeah. And maybe even more so because hemp is a known bioaccumulator. It's actually been used
0: to clean up uh, waste sites. It's so great. If the Soil isn't one that'll pull in the nutrients, but if there's contaminants or things that aren't good for humans in the soil, it's going right. to super concentrate them. Extra important. And just saying,
1: well, this is organic, which. You have to be organic. Actually, there are no allowable sprays in Massachusetts, at least. Doesn't tell you that tells you what's not wrong, but But it doesn't tell you what is right.
0: Right, but also it's very important. You could be doing everything organic, you know, fertilizing and things like that. But if you're feeding your horses or the chickens commercially available feed, and you're using that manure, right, it's not going to have the same. It's not organic anymore. Right, that's good. Now, also, you would mention, which I found very, very interesting, I was thinking, so you're not using tractors, which is great, but for weeding and things like that, if you have acres and acres of land and you're weeding basically by hand, you'd need a crew of hundreds and all that. So you were talking about special, we had talked a little bit about with the hemp, what you're doing to sort of naturally keep the weeds out. You know, with your cover crop, and I think it was alfalfa? Uh, Clover. Clover, you were going to... Yeah, yeah. So that's very interesting. Clover is very good
1: for the soil. Clover is great for the soil, yeah. Um, Yeah, we, you know, the idea is to have 100% of the field green um, at all times. That's the goal. We're not there yet. Um, And um, I think, you know, every year we try to move closer to that goal. But uh, at at the moment, what we're essentially doing is the field is is um transplant you know we transplant the hemp in there and then we we keep the weeds out we kill the weeds um until early july so and the horses do it by the way not us Um, there's really specialized equipment from the 30s and uh, even the 40s i think is when the last um mccormick deering horse drawn equipment was made really sophisticated It's just as good as any tractor equipment out there And you ride on this thing, and there's a number of attachments that pull the weeds out as the horses walk down the row. They're they're really good. They don't step on the plants or anything. Um, Once we have cleaned those first couple flushes of weeds out and we see that there's not going to be too much weed pressure, we go through by hand with a crank seeder that sort of rests on your chest, and you crank clover seed out underneath the growing plants. And so that clover comes up and creates a thick Cover that's going to stop erosion, it's going to fix nitrogen, it's going to feed the soil biology and it's going to be there importantly when you harvest your hemp so that your field is covered over the winter and coming into the next spring so that there's really not an opportunity for erosion and and there really is something for that all that soil life to eat the whole time.
0: And that's also terrible if you spend all season trying to build up the soil and we have a real rainy wet winter Right. To have that topsoil start washing away every Absolutely. year, you're starting from scratch, scratch. again. Exactly. Well, this yeah. this is wonderful, um, great introduction, and thank you very much. And I hope you'll come back and we can delve in a little deeper. I'd love to. Thanks, Thanks, Gary. You're welcome. Tune in again next week when Lincoln and I will talk about what is CBD, how is it different from marijuana, and how they harvest it, how it's treated, and what a full spectrum CBD extract is.